Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 292. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got a few uh, things to get to. First things first, uh, Blink-182, they're back. Some say they never left. I mean, they didn't leave. They just replaced a member. Um, but now they're back with the original. They, or replaced, not the original lineup, they replaced a member a couple times. Yeah, but they're and back with the, um, the peak lineup, I think, or oh. the lineup that people know them. Oh, yeah. The live album that everyone knows. The them Mark, from. Tom, and Travis show, yep. Um, and uh, I'm beyond excited. I mean, Blink-182, probably since like the very beginning, has been my favorite band. I uh, have actually a funny little story about like when I was a, in daycare, and I think it was like fourth or fifth grade. It was whenever the year where that their CD came out that I think has one of the best album names ever, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. One of the best double meanings, I think, on an album ever. And, uh, we used to, me and a couple buddies of mine used to listen to it, you know, back on like a Walkman, like, you know, just put the disc in and it was, the, it was exciting too. Cause there was like three different discs. There was one that had a picture of a, of a airplane on it. One had a, a jacket on it and one had a pair of pants on it. And, uh, they had different bonus songs, I believe on all three CDs or whatnot. So anyway, great CD, great, um, Great times back then. I remember we'd listen to it and then we'd always get caught by the teachers and get in trouble because looking back at it, it was about a couple 10 and 11 year olds listening to explicit rock music. Not good back then. But uh, yeah, so I, I was excited. I thought their their video was pretty funny today that they posted out because it was just classic their humor. You know, it was, uh, you know, some dirty jokes with inside of it and uh, pretty, uh, pretty cool to see. I mean, and they're definitely especially you can see it definitely in Mark and uh, Tom that they're definitely aging, but uh, that much I think makes it a little more exciting too. Cause it's like, you know, I remember them being the young, nobody likes you when you're 23 guys. So now they're like, I think Mark's 50. I don't know how old the I other so, two yeah. are. Nobody but, likes uh, you when you're 53 is the new one. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. And uh, the cool, the cool thing about all this too is like, I follow all of them on like Instagram and stuff. Cause like I said, they've been my favorite band forever. And I kind of went through the whole thing of how when, you know, Mark Hoppus had a, uh, cancer he had a lymphoma and he posted a lot of the times with this treatment and stuff and he kind of went into it with like the optimistic attitude of you know i'm gonna beat this and he did and i don't know how much of an influence that actually had on them getting back together but i think it's i'd like to think it definitely had some well, definitely influence. They, they they didn't talk for a while and when he, he got the cancer they did yeah they so did i think that's cool that it actually did kind of be like you know man like we've had our differences but we've been through a lot you know we love you stuff like that and he got through it and I think it's kind of cool that they basically kind of like huddled up and it was like, Hey, we're gonna, let's do one more big thing. And they're doing a huge world tour that starts in 2023 and actually dips into the first couple months of 2024. And, uh, June 16th, I know is the one that'll be in LA. And, uh, I think June 20th or something is going to be in San Diego, which I think would be a fun show because San Diego is where they're from. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, and then October 21st is actually in Vegas, which, uh, you know, I would like to catch one festival? of those shows. I don't know if it is. Sometimes they, why they have those weird one-offs. Well, and the cool thing is, too, is that a couple of the bands playing with them, Rise Against is a band that, you know, we all know. And then another band that's playing with them is 
called the story so far, which I actually enjoy seeing. So it's kind of cool that they're going to actually have a couple cool other little they're bands not with on the them. Dates in Southern California, though, are they not? Oh, well, Rise Against was like only in Europe. Okay, so good for them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so, big time. I mean, honestly, they've they're, they've been a bigger band than Blink One Eighty Two the last oh, 10, of course, yeah, fifteen years. Um, but yeah, I, I was I always thought this was going to happen because I think they they were legitimate friends. I mean, they've known. I think Tom was probably I think sixteen or something when they first started, so it goes way back. Um, so I always thought they would they would reconcile and they could still do their own things. He's he's still making his alien videos or whatever he's doing. <laughs> so um, yeah, it made sense. And I was I was one of the only people I think that liked the albums they made without him. But uh, now uh, Matt can go back to making Alkaline, Alkaline Trio records and we'll all be happy. Um, yeah, and it's new music as well. I think I said there's going to have a new single out next week or something. I think it comes out the 16th, actually. I think okay. this week. So um, Probably Friday. Yeah, not I just a tour, but also some new something. music. So but this maybe, has been in the works for a while. They already have some. Actually, I think, it, I think it was the 14th. I think it comes out Friday. Okay. That makes sense. That feels like a day you come out with new music, not on a Sunday. So I think it's the 14th. Yeah. A new song. Yeah, and they, they claimed that, uh, or at least Tom claimed on his Instagram today that the album that they've worked on or whatever, he claims is their best one yet, which I mean, of course <laughs> he's going to say, I mean, I don't think anything can be better than, I mean, Enema of the State is just so good. And so is Take Off Your Pants Jacket, but Enema of the State is just like the classic. They've made some great albums, but it, I would be impressed if they can throw something out there at this part in life that can top any of those. But I guess we'll see. It's going to be very different. They're very different people. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's different times too. Yeah. They're not going to write, uh, or at least Tom's not writing songs about watching girls uh, <laughs> through the window or anything. Yeah. <laughs> we wish that they had. Um, he'll be watching aliens through telescopes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to some huge Goosebumps news? <laughs> sure. Or rather, huge Justin Long news? Yeah. So Justin Long's back. We got two pieces of Justin Long news, technically. Um, but so last week we were talking about uh, Nicholas Stoller, the director of Bros, and I happen to remember like I think he's doing the Goosebumps for Disney Plus. Is that still a thing, right? So I, I searched it afterwards, and uh, the story was like Goosebumps is ready to start production this month, and it'll be it'll be out next Halloween. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, then a couple days later, get this news that Justin Long is going to be the uh, the star of the show here. Uh, maybe probably not the main character. It's probably one of those things where uh, he'll be a cop or something, right? Or a dad. I don't know. <laughs> probably um, a dad, actually. Yeah. I can see him being a dad. But the biggest name. Um, yeah, and he's he's that age now. He could be he could be the dad. Um, but also, there's some more details that were confirmed, and uh, it is one story. I think it's one ten episode story rather than you know each individual episode. Uh, but it will feature the stories from the, the classic stories. So. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, the other thing I did read today, some more casting news that I thought was hilarious. Um, it said Zach Morris cast in Goosebumps. I'm like, fantastic! What? That's what? phenomenal. Um, but no, there's literally an actor named Zach Morris, which is like, I guess that's cool. I guess we're old enough. Yeah. <laughs> some mom was like, I don't give a shit, Steve. We're naming yeah. him Zach. <laughs> uh, so maybe he'll be maybe he'll be great. Will he turn to the camera and talk to it? Probably not. Will he go time out? Yeah, I'd be yeah. in it, in for it. But yeah, I feel like that's happened in the Goosebumps episode, but maybe not where they've broken the fourth wall. 
I don't know. Maybe I don't we should know. watch all of them again just to make yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> no other way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's phenomenal news. I mean, a lot of people have been asking, "Where's Justin Long been? Like, he's got to recover from that terrible Tusk movie sometime." Yeah. Like I said, he's involved in another story. So. Well, let's hear it. Yeah. Um, if you want to just get right to it, yeah, okay. Uh, Barbarian, the uh, the really great creative horror movie that came out uh, early September. Uh, it's going to be available to stream, um, to, to rent, but it'll be on HBO Max October 25th. So uh, Disney just is going quick with these. So Disney has, has stuck to their 45-day window, um, and they're going. They're, it's going on to HBO. So that's the Wait, deals. Any movie that comes is, out through any movie that comes out is, through 20th Century, which is oh. owned by Disney, um, has to go to HBO. That's part of the deal they signed years ago. Um, so yeah, October 25th before Halloween. That's well, they got the big. Elvis movie in like an hour too. Well, yeah, that was that was a Warner Brothers movie directly, but it's these oh. 20th Century movies that are like. Um, uh, there's been some other ones. The King's took, Man last year. Remember that one? That yeah, came out really but it, quick. It, it took like eight years for them to get Moonfall. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, they had to t- negotiate directly with Roland Emmerich. I, don't know. I was going to say with China <laughs> or something. Yeah, and foreign nations that we don't even know about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a really uh, interesting movie that I think is definitely worth watching before Halloween. So uh, it probably will be on Hulu as well. I didn't see that, but that's usually what they do is they. They have to put it on HBO, but that means they can also put it on their service as well. So, yeah, look for I'm that. intending and to Justin watch... And Justin Long is in that movie, so that's why I didn't bring that up. Well, you tell me, Andy, should... Well, actually, never mind, because this is afterwards. I'm going to be watching a movie on a plane on Friday, and that's going to be Halloween Ends or Halloween Kills, one or the other. I think it's Whatever Halloween the new ends. one is. Yeah, Ends. It ends. Okay. Going, you're going to the Peacock. That's Peacock, same day as theaters. Yes. So probably won't be the best movie you've ever seen in your whole life. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it will be. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a surprise? Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a uh, devil in the white city. Yeah. This is a very, uh, a big book from like 20 years ago. Uh, I think Leo bought the rights to this a long time ago, wanting to make this and it's just been stuck and they haven't been able to make it. Uh, but a couple months ago, they announced it's going to be made as a Hulu miniseries starring Keanu Reeves, which is like, all right, finally, that's a big deal, getting a big star there. Uh, but earlier this week, Keanu Reeves dropped out. Uh, and then a couple of days later, the director, Todd Field, who is uh, putting out a new movie this year that is uh, going to be like an Oscar contender. Uh, so, you know, his name's a little hot right now. He he quit, too. So. Whoa. Uh, I think this project's probably dead for now, and it's going to go into the basement for another couple of years, and we'll pretend it'll get made again at some point. Um, I don't know. It's a cool. It's a cool idea. You know, there's a serial killer at the World's Fair in Chicago in the 1800s. It's 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 a great story. I mean, it's a real story. It's timely um, too. Yeah, um, but it's not happening. No Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry. Yeah. One day. Bummer. This wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about Kenneth Branagh. He uh, keeps making these mystery movies. Yeah, he's doing another Hercule Poirot movie, um, the third in the series. Uh, it's called A Haunting in Venice. So another. It's already it's a it's it's a book. He's not making. I these assume the stories. real Venice. Um, yeah, it's not Venice Beach. Uh, I don't think Venice Beach existed in these. He's old on times. a skateboard. Okay. Um, we'll figure this out. 
Yeah, what these uh, what these movies have been known for is their big cast of all kinds of crazy people. Uh, the last one was pretty controversial because, like, you had Army Hammer and you had yeah. uh, what's the all the snow. Um, it was Army was Hammer and Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Army Hammer Why is he and Navy controversial? Hale. Yeah, it's the opposite of Army Hammer. Uh, Russell Brand was into a lot of COVID conspiracies and like that the vaccine was going to kill you and all that kind of stuff. Was he wrong? Was though? he? Is <laughs> that he for, was wrong? That's for another topic. That's our midnight podcast. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracies. Callers, are, callers you know, I still laugh because we had it's somewhere deep, deep in the archives. I, I imagine got deleted, but I remember there was an evening where. It was me and a couple other random friends that I think producer Luke was on a good one and let us somehow get access to the a late night podcast thing. Oh yeah, and we actually recorded. did a recording. Maybe you were there, Sean. Actually, I don't I, remember. I but. didn't. I wasn't in there, but, but I you were at the house. I believe about it. Yeah, and all I remember was it went deep into the moon landing conspiracy. <laughs> And I, and it was also the thing I remember about it really, sorry, really quickly was that it was right after a couple of our buddies had come back from the Cowboys Rams playoff game where the Cowboys eliminated them, I think, or no, I think the Rams won that game. Do you remember when the Rams played the Cowboys? The Rams won that game, right? The Rams went to the Super Bowl the first time. Oh, that's right. And lost to the Patriots. Yeah. So it was that game. And they came in hot. They were hammered, and like we went to moon landing conspiracies. They talked about their encounter at the game where some Cowboys fan wanted to fight them, and uh, no, it was it was definitely interesting. But uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. So like, yeah, again, tune in every Thursday evening. Yeah, I'd, I'd love Tony's to get Russell take at night on, on, on the podcast here. He can talk about whatever he wants. I'm sure it'd be a lot of fun. Um, uh, but he was really big on uh, the conspiracies of yeah. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> But uh, the announced cast so far, there's probably still more people uh, left, uh, include Michelle Yeoh, who's uh, really hot right now. Uh, Jamie Dornan, who was uh, the star of Kenneth Branagh's last movie, the uh, Belfast. And Tina Fey, which is that's a, a weird trio right there. Uh, very different, but I'm sure there'll be more to be announced. So, um, yeah, the last one, I don't know if it made a ton of money because it was just one of those weird COVID things that it was held for it, three years. It was um, very much just like, eh. That was but two I think, hours. I think people <sighs> like it. They might not love it, but it's like, oh, that's a thing, you know. That's what I mean. It's not like going to be bad. Like, eh. Yeah. All right. It's a lot of. Well, that's not real. This is a green screen. <laughs> Did they even leave? You know, Century City. Maybe this time they they heard those complaints and they're actually going to film it. Which yeah. I feel like they go to Venice a lot in in movies. Yeah, I think there's like a clause and you know, yeah. Matt Damon's contract, like he has to be there. He has a timeshare and it, it, it runs out. So, so Matt Damon's going to make a cameo and this is what you're saying. Well, probably, I mean, if you just film enough, you're going to see yeah. him walking around there yeah. running around probably. I don't know, but yeah, uh, this is one of those things. If I'm incredibly bored and nothing else comes up on HBO, maybe I'll watch it, but probably not. Okay. Uh, glass onion. It's moving on. It's moving forward. Uh, yeah, this is the, uh, the knives out sequel, uh, Netflix confirmed they are going to put it into theaters, but for one week only. So it is the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, I think the 23rd to the 29th, uh, that's when the only time you'll, you'll be able to see it in theaters. So I, I have a question here. When did, uh, do you guys remember? I, I mean, obviously I'm sure you guys do remember, but let's, it was like something would come to theaters. Then it felt like it was like four months later. It would come to like DVD and stuff. It's like, 
Is COVID the reason that this happened? That or? had been tightening for a while. Or is it the streaming services is the so reason it's, this it's happened? It's mostly the streaming services. They want to get things out quicker. Um, but that, I that, agree window, with. that window used to be like two years back in the but 80s. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that like, made me laugh. Turn of the so Jedi. Long, but... You could watch it in 1988. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Well, but, they had uh, to wait for the technology to even get onto the VHS. Yeah. But like, obviously that has to kill the movies. Like what is keeping the movie theaters in business? Is it the, the classic moviegoers? Is it the date nights? Like what is keeping the movie theaters in business? Uh, some people don't want to wait. Yeah. Some people don't want to wait. The whole so that's time. what I'm saying. It's gotta be the outing. But at the end of the day, it's like, especially when you got gas prices going up inflation, it's like at some point that 1325 movie ticket doesn't seem as great when you can just wait for this movie to come out a week and a half later. It's not a week and a half. It's getting it's, it's less than it's, a month though. No, it's it's forty five days is is the most aggressive. Some some come pretty one. quick though. Well, some of them go to like the twenty dollar rental pretty quick. Okay, I, which okay. is a way to get a good amount of money. Okay, that's uh, fair. But like I'm saying here, Barbarian is coming to HBO Max. Uh, that's already making that's not making money at the theaters anymore. It's it's barely there still. It's been almost six weeks since. So that's kind of the new standard. Six weeks for Disney. They're very aggressive because Disney. Makes so much goddamn Dis- money. Disney off. brings it up right away, right? Didn't Pinocchio come in like, well, Pinocchio like 12 hours later? Yeah. So it was a straight there. But like all their movies. Have Which I didn't of, watch though. Yeah, very bad. Yeah. I mean, well, where's the Pinocchio? I thought like uh, fucking, uh, what's his name was going to make a Pinocchio. It's still coming Christmas. out. Del Toro's Yeah, Pinocchio. that's what we want. They that's talk, coming out. Uh, yeah, they just Christmas. randomly throw like Tom Hanks out there. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Who cares, dude? Um, oh, you're a real boy? It's like, shut up, Tom. Whoa. <laughs> he does a funny accent. Someone doesn't like the birds. Forrest Gump right now acting like that. Also, I don't think Geppetto was ever on a boat. I don't remember that in the original. Or was he? Actually, I guess there was a shark. Yeah, he gets eaten by the whale or whatever. Eaten, man. He's spoilers. Okay. <laughs> I've yeah, been on the I'm ride. <laughs> very unfamiliar with this. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Glass Onion. Uh, if you want to see it in theaters, you have one week to do it. Uh, it's also not going to be wide. But it is, it's it's better than what they've been doing. Uh, some people are just like, I hate Netflix, but I want to watch this movie. Now, here's your chance. So, um, But also, to answer your question, why would you go to the theaters? It's a better experience. I agree. I agree. But and I'm better sound, better picture, but I, all that I, kind of stuff. I just feel like, and I don't disagree with that at all, but I just feel like, I think just nowadays with like stuff being more expensive and stuff, and like the fact that you can just watch it oh, in the cover of your own home when it, when it comes out, literally a couple weeks later, a month later. And even if you have the option to buy the 20 bucks, I mean, at that point you're telling yourself, Oh, Hey, I got to pay $6 more to get to watch it in the comfort of my own home. Have a few friends over. Maybe you get people pitch in, right? Like, Hey, come over. I've got, you know, barbarian or glass onion, whatever I can, you know, we'll order it on my HBO or Amazon account. It's 20 bucks. Hey, everybody pitch in three bucks. Like you're watching like a Tyson fight in 1997 or something like that. You know, it's like, that's just what it's coming down to. Yeah, no, there's there's real trouble because uh, it looks like they're going to still be. And I've the box office is only going to hit like seventy five percent of twenty nineteen, which twenty eighteen is already like box office had already been declining um, pre pandemic. So um, it's a concern, but yeah, no, I agree. Small movies don't do that well. Even even stuff that you'd like, oh, that that's better. I mean, there was a story that um, Amsterdam they said is going to lose a hundred million dollars because Whoa. it only made like seven million this this weekend. It's only going to make like twenty million total or something, and they had a hundred million dollar budget. They had to pay all those actors tons of money, and it's like those movies are just not going to get made. And if they they do get made, you don't get Christian Bale um, and Michael Shannon. You know, Michael Shannon's price is pretty pretty up. Yeah, there. you got to you got to pay him for the. He's got the chops. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to see that in theaters, but I'll see it on TV. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Terrifier 2. <laughs> so this is a, a, a positive story about box office, I guess, and, and a way to make movies uh, a different way. Uh, Terrifier 2 was crowdfunded. I believe they got like a quarter of a of a million dollars, not a, not a ton, but something to, to help them make this movie uh, and sold the rights off to uh, a different company. Uh, but part of the release strategy was uh, these like this limited box office, uh, limited theatrical release. Um, this weekend, starting Thursday, it was there for uh, Thursday through Sunday or no Thursday through Monday. Uh, it made like one and a half million dollars, which is really good for this indie horror movie that's mm-hmm. um, apparently which disgusting. Oh, and- it is. It's <laughs> the I've seen the so I've seen the first one. Hort Terrifier one, and it is very graphic, and it's 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 all it's over the top gore to be honest, but it, it is very graphic. And then, obviously, Terrifier two, we we talked about this a long time ago. They're going to have a bigger budget, you know. It was going to be probably able to be a little bit more graphic, even. And uh, the first time, but the thing is that I think like just really helps them is that Art the Clown is a very he's already going to become he'll go down I think as an iconic horror figure because. He is just very creepy looking and he's good at it. And he's just the, he's just great. You know, I know there's no other way to describe it. And, uh, Andy and I, the first movie he was ever in, I believe was all hollows Eve, which Andy and I watched together one time. And it's, it was only on like YouTube. I think at the time it was like a short or something like that. It's a a anthology film. So there's three, three segments. So it's only one of them has him in it. Yeah, okay. Those are like stories, but, but yeah, that it's, one it's was, very low budget. Very. But it was creepy, and even admitted it, it got to him a little bit towards the end. They had a little special scene at the end. Yeah. And uh, I remember Andy telling me, like, dude, it, it was it was scary. And he showed it to me, and it, it is scary. And it's he does a great job. And uh, I'm excited that, you know, I think he's – get to know this name, Terrifier, for you horror movie fans out there, because it will not stop it, too. I haven't seen number two, but I can – I have a feeling it won't stop it too. If there's been a hundred and ten and a half hours too. Is it really like insane? That is a very long horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Paranormal activities were like 84, like, yeah. I mean like 72 minutes or something like that. I think even less actually. I think they were like, like they were very short paranormal activities, but those are also very good. But yeah. It's a, it's a good sign. People, people like horror. The other box office success this month has been uh smile which has done way better than they thought and internationally has smile been it. was creepy and i saw there they did the whole thing at, i don't know if we talked about it or not but the the ball game stuff where they yeah. had people doing like smiling stuff behind the cameras and stuff and it was creepy yeah they, they had good marketing i did watch that movie this week so i'll have my thoughts uh, Ooh, later very on good it, would probably rather watch terrifier too yeah I would, uh, I but would like uh terrifier 2 is coming back in theaters this weekend again <laughs> Or no, I think it said the 18th or something. So oh. a week from now, I don't, I don't know. But it was going to be at uh, a theater in Anaheim Hills. So I was like, oh, okay. It was not at my theater. Very disappointing. I don't know. Wow. Why. So it's like they're they doing this thing. I had to do that. Like we have this guy, Andy. Yeah. He's going to cost us too much money. Yeah. It was at the block, though. So, you know, mm. what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. I but before do we have another thing I forgot to tell you. Oh boy! Uh, there was Let's hear a big. It. There was a big trailer that got released this week. Oh, uh, Nintendo themselves even held an event for it. The oh, wow. Super Mario Brothers movie uh, from Illumination Entertainment, the people behind Despicable Me, um, making a Super Mario Brothers movie. This was announced a few years ago. 
Um, a very big deal when they announced the voice cast uh, last year or earlier this year. Uh, so we finally got to look at it. We finally got to hear some of the the voice cast there. Uh, it's, it's a long trailer. It's like two minutes, but it, like about a minute of it is just Bowser, um, played by uh, Jack Black. Uh, and then we get a little bit of Mario, uh, Chris Pratt's Mario, which is like, what? what is that going to be? Uh, I think he's just kind of doing... A, a very weak New York accent, I think is what he's going to be doing with this one. But uh, the animation looks really good. Um, Charlie Day as Luigi. You get a little tiny bit of that in the trailer. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Pretty neat. Um, yeah, should be should be good. Should be fun. Uh, I will definitely watch this when it comes out. But not a Minions fan, but those people, I guess, know how to make movies. So, yeah, you can watch that now if you're uh, interested. It's it's. Ooh. Can be weird. It's also got, I mean, some people we didn't see. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I, I want to check that out, but that was not in the trailer. So, yeah. All right. Pretty exciting. Okay. Well, back to the live read. That portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com to pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code, Tony. That is T O N Y. At checkout, they're going to give you 65% off just because we sent you. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. How many things do you have, Tony? Um,. I guess we can call it like two. Very good. What about you, Off-Road? I got a lot here. Five. Oh, boy. I have one. All right. Lead us off, Off-Road. Okay. So the first thing I watched, uh, new movie on Netflix. Very controversial. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, Blonde. So this came out late uh, last month. Uh, It is a movie about Marilyn Monroe. She is the main character. But it is not a biopic. Uh, I think that's important. Um, reviews on this were pretty mixed, I guess is a, be- is a good way of saying it. Uh, I think it's like 40% around Tomatoes, but very polarized. Some people like it. A lot of people hate this and are disgusted and horrified by the release of this movie. Um, which I don't know if I understand. Uh, I be- After seeing that reaction, I was expecting something much more dark and gross, but I guess I didn't see that. But I guess if you put it all together and say it out loud, what happens in this movie, I can see why people are offended and horrified, but um, I think this is really good, really well made, uh, very different and abstract. It is not a straight biopic, but it does kind of cover the events of her life. It's okay. She was a model and then she did some movies and then she married Joe DiMaggio and then she married Arthur Miller and you know, made some other movies and then she died. Like that's, that's the oh, life. That's what we can. know about. She also had a thing with John F. Kennedy, didn't she? That's in the movie as well. And yeah, of course. <laughs> I think, I think that's uh this movie was NC 17 and the scene featuring John F. Kennedy, I believe is what they think got it to NC 17. Um, and I don't think it was that crazy, but um, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but if you guys want to know, I could tell you later. I don't know <laughs> if you guys want to watch this movie. It is almost three hours long. Um, and it is not like, there's no car chases, so it is slower in pace, so I could see why people wouldn't uh, love watching it anyways, even if they aren't offended. 
Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting. I like this director. He hasn't made a movie in 10 years. Uh, he did do season two of uh, Mindhunter, but hasn't. Uh, the last movie he made was Killing Them Softly in 2012. But um, I think that the movies I've seen him uh, that of his uh, Killing Them Softly and the Assassination of Jesse James, I think were both excellent movies. Uh, so I was very looking, much looking forward to this, and uh, wasn't disappointed. I think I, I don't think it was going to be in my top ten at the end of the year, but it's uh, good and interesting and. Uh, Anna de Armas's performance is very good, even if she's not doing a impression because uh, she, her accent always comes through. She, it's very thick, and even the greatest acting you do, I don't think she's ever going to get past that. That's just going to be her career, and I think she's just, it's going to be a great career anyway. So, but yeah, um, Bobby Cannavale as Joe DiMaggio and Adrian Brody as Arthur Miller are also uh, pretty good performances. There, I enjoyed those. Uh, two sequences in the movie. But yeah, that's on Netflix. Um, I don't know if I can recommend it. Don't, don't watch this movie with your parents or something. Don't watch Whoa. this movie on a romantic date night. Uh, I guess this is a, I guess a specific context. Um, and also don't take it literally. Um, it is not accurate to her life. And that is a uh, part of the reason people were upset about this movie. It's like, it's unfair to Marilyn Monroe, but you know, it's not, I don't think it's pretending to be accurate. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Tony, you want to go for one? I mean, pretty much all I've wa- been watching is still the same stuff I've been watching, which was the I finished the the Dahmer show and then just been watching House of Dragon. So I mean, it's all like the same stuff still. I mean, it was it was a good show. The the Dahmer one, you know, really we just went into all that stuff, and then a little documentary came out, like a little bit like a recently. That shows some, you know, just live videos and stuff like that and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. Haven't been uh, nothing's too different. Just been watching the same stuff. So House of Dragons getting pretty good. It's still pretty slow, but I mean, it's it's getting all right. But nothing really worth talking about. But yeah, I still don't really watch too much TV. I'd like to see Terrifier too. So hopefully one day I'll be able to have a report about that. But as of now, it's still just the same stuff. And that's pretty much it right. for me. All righty. Well, Andy, how many things did you have left? I still got four left here. All right. To my one. So do a couple and I'll do mine and then you can close out. All right. Uh, the next one, uh, bros. I went and saw bros oh, we did it. at the movie theater and it had a um, huge open or uh, second weekend, right? It really yeah. hit its stride. No, there were, uh, I think, three other people in the, in the theater, and oh, I wow. did have a thought. I'm like, are the rest of these people gay? Yeah, was it? probably they, think I'm gay because I'm on you? Yeah, I had some, probably not, like, the best thoughts, but I did think about it. I was like, I do wonder. It was, I did see it at, like, 3 o'clock. Did 2.2 million. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's probably going to get to 10 million. It's not going to be, it is not going to be like Amsterdam. They're not going to lose a ton of money on it. In the end, they'll probably be fine. Um one of the weird parts of this experience was there were flies in the theater. I've never had that. I don't know what you do about that. I don't know if there was like a dead body somewhere, uh, <laughs> but they would land near the projector because they're attracted to lights and you just get a little bit of outline of a fly walking through the scene. Someone's got like a mole on their face and the <laughs> yeah, screen. I was, like, I was like, well, I don't know. Should I go get someone or something? Like no one cares. This was three o'clock in the afternoon. It wasn't like prime time. And again, there were three other people in the, in the theater. Um, so wait, answer the question. Did anyone hit on you? 
No, we were all spaced as far as you could be in this theater. Oh, okay. they were probably all. It was probably four straight dudes who were all like very nervous about that. I was like, I don't want, I don't want anyone to think I'm at like a, a gay bar or something. You know, you wearing like sunglasses walking in <laughs> yeah. the theater. Um, but I don't know. No one should be offended by this movie. It's fine. It's it's definitely funny. Um, I don't think it's annoying. I think some people thought it would be annoying, and there'd be like just constant blowjobs or something. That's, that's not what it is. There's no, nothing explicit. I don't think that I remember. Um, Blonde is definitely much more explicit of a movie uh, that had its NC 17 rating. This was a, just a traditional R. Um, but yeah, it's nothing. It is not groundbreaking in any way. It is, it is a romantic comedy, but in the vein of forgetting Sarah Marshall, it's not a Julia Roberts movie or something. Um, okay. It's fine. <laughs> I, I liked some of the performances. I liked some of the characters and had a good time. All right. Yeah, Fair it enough. Is not, um, it is not going to change the world. All right. Good to know. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Uh, Hellraiser. Uh, Hulu oh, original. Uh, came out this Friday. Uh, I didn't love it. I wish it was better. I think you could see a little bit of its budget being a straight to streaming movie. Uh, I was I was looking forward to it because I liked the director's previous couple of movies. Uh, I think this is definitely worse than those other ones, um, including the ritual was also straight to streaming. I think that looked a bit better. Uh, the the Cenobite costumes at some point you could see were just rubber, um, but they're very creative. Instead of wearing like leather, they all have like their skin pulled away and like to make clothes. I guess I don't know, uh, but yeah, I was a little confusing i don't know where it was going had some weird ideas um and probably too long it was two hours which you know good horror movie should be 90 minutes you know um but yeah it's it's not bad it's definitely competently made and it's not cheesy or anything and there's you know some good stuff there but i wouldn't say it's uh definitely lower on my list of horror movies i've seen this year so but it's there if you have hulu it's there for free so you don't got to pay twenty bucks for it. You don't got to go to the movie theater. It's there. Yeah, I don't know if I'll uh, if I'll get there, but yeah. All right, um, mine will be quick. Uh, you actually re- talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm going there in a couple weeks, so figured I might as well uh, watch anything to do with it. I watched an American Werewolf in London on Amazon Prime, and uh, it's one of those movies where I've seen you know bits and pieces of it several times on Comedy Central as a kid. Um, never, I don't think I've ever watched it through and through until now. And, uh, it's good. It's definitely, you know, an older movie, uh, a little bit slow, um, but decent enough. Uh, I imagine most places haven't changed shy of maybe Piccadilly circus. I doubt looks like that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's unique. It's uh, good. I was also hoping to hear the Warren Zevon song, Werewolves <laughs> of London, but uh, we didn't get that. So there was some good music. music in there. You got some Van Wilder. Yeah, uh, I like the Van CCR. Morrison. <laughs> Van Morrison. Van Wilder. Really? Andy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, and Bad Moon Rising came on, so it's good. You know. Um, I didn't really know what their whole plan was walking from Northern England to you know wherever time. they were headed. Different time. But, you just did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it just didn't seem very practical though in the rain with, you know, a big 
huge uh, puffy jacket with no hood or umbrella. It's like, you're going to die. Like, that's going under your jacket. Yeah, if the wolves don't get you. Yeah, exactly. If the werewolves don't get you. So, yeah, I mean, it's Halloween, so think about it. It's fun. 1981, uh, first movie to win an Oscar for, uh, I think, makeup, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, hour 37. So check it out. All right, well, I also have a werewolf thing. I'll get to it last, but... um, uh, next I'll go with uh, Smile. So I saw I this uh, this weekend, the uh, big hit horror movie that came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know the idea of it. Um, I think the trailer gives away probably too much, but um, someone kills himself in front of you and kind of passes off a, a curse where you get haunted. Um and, you know, you see things and you see smiles, you see weird people smiling at you, all that kind of stuff. Um, it is very derivative, very unoriginal. Uh, I can't, thought of uh, the comparison that I had for this movie is that it's the blue moon of horror movies and that it is a big company. This is a Paramount movie putting out a imitation of like an indie horror movie or an A24 style horror movie. Um, similar to how Blue Moon is a uh, course making a craft beer. Uh, it doesn't mean Blue Moon's bad or poorly made. It just means it's, you know, made to try to imitate, um, you know, independent art. Um, yeah, this movie is kind of part the ring part. It follows uh, also uh number the outsider that was on HBO, the show, the Stephen King book, uh, very similar premise of just kind of like passing on whatever bad supernatural thing is, is going. Um, so I'm, I'm very surprised how big of a hit this is. Cause it's like, I've seen a lot of horror movies this year and it's definitely not in the, at the top. Uh, it relies on a lot of the jump scares that people are, think are cheesy, just, you know, loud noises or why did the phone ring so goddamn loud? Huh. Why was that scary? Wow. It was only scary because the phone was loud uh, because the phone ringing is scary in itself. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's some really good imagery in this. I think that the creepy smile thing is just a great idea. Um, so that marketing campaign of having weird people smile in the background was genius. Um, but I think overall the movie is just kind of, you know, average. It's not, it's not bad because it is actually very well made for what it is. I just think the, the idea is not that original, um, and doesn't have a ton else going for it, but well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, you're gonna smile people to death. What are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. it's just more like, oh, you're gonna die in seven days. It's like, oh, that's that's from 2002 on the ring. I, yeah, I remember that. That's already <laughs> happened. All right, uh, close us out with your werewolf. Uh, yeah, on Disney Plus, uh, Werewolf by Night. This is a a Marvel special, so it is a one hour uh, self contained story. Uh, it is a Marvel comic, uh, so, so based on a Marvel comic that does exist, uh, a character that is called Werewolf by Night. Uh, but the premise is, and, and it's a interesting, interestingly done thing. It is a black and white. I would say it's set in the fifties. I don't know. It's not really set in any sort of time period, I guess. Uh, but basically, it's a bunch of monster hunters are invited to this estate where this uh, top monster hunter guy has, has passed and uh, he wants to name a successor to his group. 
And so he invites all these top uh, hunters around and says, okay, uh, I'm going to release... Extraordinary gentlemen. Yeah, I'm going to release the, uh, the worst monster you've ever seen. And whoever kills it gets to now lead the group of monster hunters. Uh, and so, yeah, it's all these uh, eclectic group of weirdos. Uh, there's a Scottish guy and there's... Um, the the main guys the main the main hunter who's dead his estranged daughter is there and everyone's like we shouldn't be back here and all this stuff and uh it's good it's a good little fun 55 minute thing is it black and white it's black and white for the most part but it's done like stylish like it's supposed to be and there's they even have like the uh you remember in a grindhouse tarantino thing the like fake little like holes in the film or even like doing that thing um but yeah it's 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 short and just a fun little thing some some very very violent for it's like oh this is marvel kids are gonna watch this there's some some violence when you, when you got that TV werewolf 14. going yeah, you got that werewolf going he's uh not holding any punches you know mm-hmm. um, okay yeah I, I like that they're able to do things like this that they're like well we're never gonna make a movie this is too weird this character um i mean obviously they're doing the blade movie so they already are doing weird vampires and werewolves and shit so that's it does exist in the Marvel universe, but uh, it would look weird if like Iron Man fought a werewolf. Um, but actually, maybe I'd be into that. It'd be a pretty easy battle. <laughs> yeah, just fly, <laughs> just flies around. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's cool that they're able to do like little things like this and put a little bit of money behind it. And um, the director of this is uh, Michael Giacchino, who is a composer. You've probably seen his name. He's done a million film scores. Uh, just did the uh, the Batman very recently. He did all the Jurassic, all the uh, new Jurassic Park movies, and most of the Marvel movies as well. So they gave him like, "Hey, you can direct this little <laughs> short film, basically." Uh, and I think he did a good job. I think there's some really good uh, sequences, probably things that weren't his, you know, directing, like the black, good use of black and white, getting shadows and stuff that's only shown in shadows, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. I, th- I thought it was cool and it's a Halloween themed thing in October. So yeah, can't go fits wrong with the, that. Uh, fits the mold. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, I think that'll uh, wrap us up for episode 292 of the Tony steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road Andy. Yes. Goodbye. And Tony cats. <clears throat> yes. Thank you. See you later.